So here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons, and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck, and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you Mercedes, want to hear what was going on Lauren, beyond just Betty, the singing and the dancing, Matt, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed on Glee! Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid. Stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you, nevertheless, just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode.
beautifuls, and welcome to another season of Control Group. I am your GM this time around, Sarah, and with me I have my players and some characters for Gardens of Glass. Hi, I'm Marcus. I'm playing Princess Rosalina Cunningham. I'm Nick, and I am playing Baxter St. Tilius. And I'm Dennis. I'll be playing Henri de Masai. And for this season, we will be using the system Petticoats and Proposals, written by Sarah Williams. That's me! Oh shit. So, last time... (laughs) (laughs) I did it! I did it, you guys! (laughs) Nice! I made a system! Alright, so last time we had our session zero, where we created everyone's characters and introduced some of the playbooks we'll be seeing this time around. And we ended that with kind of a little teaser into this session. The three of you each receiving a letter from the Lady Amelia Wintrose inviting you to her estate, the Gardens of Glass, to help her prepare for her annual autumnal ball. It is a sunny day in late summer in the English countryside. We zoom in on a sprawling estate. Three three main buildings. There's two sort of guest houses, as it were, and then the big main house. All sort of triangulated around this gigantic greenhouse. At the front door of the main house, we see a carriage pulling up and a young woman stepping out of the carriage. Princess Rosalina Cunningham, would you care to describe yourself? Marcus gets first billing? All right. Yes. (laughs) I'm in a pink dress, and I have, as I gingerly step out, I have hair short to the shoulder, which is probably scandalous, and it is a, like a cherry brown, like a really bright colored brown. And um, it is also extremely curly and goes in all directions. And, all right. Describe uh, your complexion. I'm <laughs> fair. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I'm attractive. Nice. <laughs> and darker skinned, of course, because it's a character played by Marcus. And I am wearing extremely stylish earrings that are tiny daggers. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Um, the footmen uh, arrive from the door, arrive from in front of the house to help you grab your things, and you are escorted from the main hall into a parlor where you will eventually be meeting up with the rest of the party in terms of who all will be helping to prepare for the ball. Arriving shortly afterwards is a carriage with two people inside. Uh, Henri, would you care to describe yourself? Yeah, of course. I think the first and foremost, the carriage has all the marks and making of a French carriage. Even though Henri has been in the Great Britain for quite some time, he still likes to keep up his nationality. Uh, so it's got flirtily all over it. Henri steps out, and he's this darker-skinned gentleman. He's got, like, a nice tight 
jerry curl around his head. He has an eye patch that comes from uh, above and below his eyes from the left side to meet around. Got a small scar on his cheek. He's got a light mustache and a goatee. And he's wearing his old lieutenant uniform, battle damaged over his, his fine white linens. As you step out of the carriage, you see a gloved hand uh, thrust itself out from the door, uh, expecting you to take it and help the owner down. <laughs> Henri can feel the hand move out, and he'll actually snap his fingers and have one of his footmen <laughs> help Nanette. Would you care to describe Nanette? <laughs> yeah, Nanette is fairer-skinned. She's got freckles nearly everywhere. She's in this she's in this kind of garish light blue dress. Um, it's not something that kind of fits the affair. It's got a lot of bows on it, um, kind of an uh, umbrella dress towards the bottom. Uh, she's got this long braided brown hair. And, a, and a, a cap that just doesn't fit with the outfit as well. As the footman helps Ninette down, she just shoots you this venomous look. And she holds out her arm. And you just hear a whisper, take it in your ear. <laughs> Henri smirks and chuckles knowing he's gotten under Ninette's skin and then hooks in her arm. And... When you do that, Nanette's whole demeanor changes. Her eyes brighten up, she sort of like straightens up her posture, and why thank you, very good sir. And you lead her into the house. And as you make it through the front door, the last carriage pulls up to the estate. Baxter, what is happening in your carriage? The saintless a carriage is shepherded by the oldest man you've ever seen. It looks <laughs> as if he's already dead, just leaning against the crutch on the front of the carriage. Um, but just as the horse nears the door, the old man rears back the reins ever so slightly, suddenly jerking to life like an old cuckoo clock. <laughs> Stopping the horses with a... The uh, carriage door opens, and you can see just for a minute the glint of the side of Baxter's face, revealing that his left eye bears a distinctive scar from the top of his hairline, which has been uh, shaved away, revealing the scar down across his eye and into his lower jaw, uh, and his eye is uh, a milky white one. That's the first image you see. Then you see the head turn and stare at the estate door. And you can see that the rest of the face is the exact converse of the rest. It's a kind-eyed man. Handsome, if it weren't for his horrible affliction. And he looks at the front door and... <sighs> breathes a sigh. He steps one foot onto the side of the carriage sort of waiting expectantly and glances up at the old <laughs> the old caretaker at the, the head of the head of the car at this moment uh two of the uh footmen at the gardens of glass quickly make their way to you and begin to take your bags and escort you that's, that's all right i'm i'm perfectly fine by myself um 
thank you, thank you. Uh, Dexter steps out, steps out of the carriage on his own. They they mutter their apologies and uh, busy themselves grabbing taking your things. Bartholomew, he, he calls to the carriage driver. Bartholomew, wait for me. <laughs> I shan't be long. Bartholomew. <laughs> you hear the old man mutter something under his breath and begin to take the carriage away. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, you see the rest of Baxter's clothes as he's wearing. He's still wearing his military uniform underneath um, a long black cloak that is acquired from somewhere or something, perhaps from from Germania. Uh, but he's still got the military uniform on, and he still bears his uh, his uh, sword at his at his side as well, underneath the cloak. And above, he dons a uh, long triangular black hat with a feather sticking out of it, a peacock feather. Excellent. After a while, as uh, Baxter makes his way through the front door and into the parlor where the other two are gathered, another door adjacent to the parlor opens and you hear um, the voice of another footman of the house. The Lady Amelia Wintrose and her children, Lord Sebastian... Lady Ivy and Lord Alexander. Uh, coming through the door, you see a very uh, composed, very elegant, uh, middle-aged woman of East Asian descent. And following behind her is a young man in his mid-twenties. Uh, his black hair is very well kept. Uh, you see he has a monocle over his left eye. Uh, his clothing is entirely black. Uh, quite inappropriate for this time as as far as you know, there is no one to mourn in the Wintrose family. <laughs> and behind him are two two younger adults in their early 20s. They look incredibly similar uh the young woman uh lady ivy wears a turquoise dress and a very elaborate uh jet necklace and lord alexander looks quite quite messy for someone of his station it looks like he has just been running around outside how old are they ivy and alexander are about 23 Sebastian is about 25. They're old. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady Amelia looks to be in her early 60s. And Lady Amelia looks out to you three. Ah! And she she curtsies before Princess Rosalina. I return it. And uh, her children do the same necessary remarks uh, before when standing before royalty. Baxter bows back as well. And... All of the customary pleasantries and greetings are exchanged, and Lady Amelia kind of puts her hands together. I'd like to thank all of you so, so much for accepting my invitation and gracing my estate with your presence. I am Lady Amelia Wintrose, and these are my dear children, my heir, Lord Sebastian. Sebastian kind of just gives gives everyone a once over 
you all, it feels oddly dismissive. Damn. And then with her other hand, she gestures to the other two. And my twins, uh, I, Lady Ivy and Lord Alexander. Uh, Lady Ivy uh, just kind of looks up at you. Uh, you see that her bangs cover uh, the right side of her face. And she just kind of looks up at you from under them. Lord Alexander gives you the biggest smile. Lovely to meet you all. Thank you for your invitation, Lady Winchos. You must come to Everly Hall. We have a whole new set of Greek nudes. They're all quite ugly. But historic, I'm told. <laughs> uh, as she finishes her sentence, Baxter leans, uh, is like suddenly standing behind Rosalina. And he whispers, Rosalina, what have you done with your hair? <laughs> oh, this cousin? I did absolutely nothing. I told my handmaid to leave it untouched this morning. I'm trying something new. Well, perhaps... Your handmaiden had better take better care. You are in public, after all. Care to share any of your rumor-mongering with the rest of the room? Nothing at all. Just catching up with my cousin. It's so so often... Uh, it's not so often that we see each other, you see. She's Lovely. always so busy. <laughs> uh, Lady Wintrose doesn't hear that. She's already begun scolding Sebastian for acting so rudely in the presence of royalty. <laughs> I, I deeply apologize for Sebastian's behavior. Sebastian's behavior, he... There's no behavior to note. Forgive me, Lady Wintrose, but, um, may I ask why we are all here? He'll shoot a glance to Henri as well. For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Henri's, uh, just looking elsewhere. Wherever the focus in the room is, Henri's looking in the opposite direction. <laughs> Smoldering. Classic. This bitch. <laughs> I have invited the three of you and several others here to help me in preparation for my annual autumnal ball. It is quite, quite the event. I need all the help I can get in making it the best it can be. Indeed, I have fond remembrances of it. Uh, however, I think you should do well to remember that I am uh, utterly useless when it comes to planning bowls. So I, I must say that I, I, I may stay and chat a while with you, but I fear that I may be useless. But it's such an honor that you've welcomed my cousin and I. Yes, it's not very often that we get royal blood here, here at the gardens. And, but I'm very excited to have you, Prince Baxter, nonetheless. Please, I, I'm not quite used to that yet. Take some time. Oh, of course. My apologies. If I'm done. You need not worry too much for planning, but it is nice that the guests of honor all arrive before the rest of the attendants, in my opinion. Yes, it gives, quite nice. It gives <laughs> me as a hostess a chance to know all of you better. Tense silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After she says this, the door behind all of you open, and you see this imposing older woman. Uh, she looks to be about Lady Wintrose's age. Her hair is pulled back into the most severe bun at the nape of her neck. It is now almost entirely gray, but you can tell that it used to be a rather light blonde at one point. She wears a deep red spencer over a uh, rust-colored dress, and you see that there are two young adults behind her. 
a young lady who has sort of the same platinum blonde hair that she has attempted to fashion in the latest styles of London, but it is very quickly sort of falling out of place. Uh, she wears a very, very trendy, very trendy lavender gown. And next to her stands a person whose dirtier blonde hair is pulled back into a very sensible ponytail, and they wear an almost nondescript suit in comparison to the people around them. Lady Wintrose sees them and exclaims, Duchess Thornbell! Oh, I thought you would never make it. Duchess Thornbell gives all of you this withering look. Of course, my dear, dear Amelia, I would not have missed this for the world. I know you know my child, the Honorable Rowan, and this time around I have brought my niece. Phoebe, stand up straight. Uh, the young woman very quickly just... Hello, my name is Lady Phoebe Thornbell. Hello! Uh, she looks like she is about to crack under some sort of invisible pressure. Do we know of the Thornbells by association? I thought you were saying that in character. Oh no no no! Do we do we know her? No 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 no. <laughs> but like, should we should we have known her? Baxter, I'm going to have you roll to know where you stand. All right. So roll plus insight. Where is that? Oh, that's my worst one. <laughs> hey, ten. Ten. All right. So you may ask two of the following questions. Who has the most secure position? Who has the weakest position? Who has the most to gain? Who has the most to lose? And whose company will benefit me the most? Um, I'm going to go with who has the most to gain and whose company will benefit me most. Uh, looking around you uh, as to who has the most to gain, you know the Thornbells. Uh, you know that very recently Duke Thornbell died of what was said to be a heart attack. Okay. And if by all rights, the Honorable Rowan Thornbell should now be deglorious, uh, it would seem as though their mother has pulled some sort of strings to keep that from happening until she deems her child ready. And you're not quite sure as to what Duchess Thornbell means by that. Mm -hmm. As for whose company will benefit you the most... Like, the Wintroses are your hosts, and the heir of the Wintrose family is very much unmarried. <laughs> the heir being Sebastian very much or Ivy? Heir, heir being Sebastian. Okay. Sebastian is very much unmarried, which could prove if you, if you would like to marry him yourself, or if you know someone who would, as it would make you look quite well if you were to either be part of or broker such a match. Gotcha. And you you watch Rowan as they just kind of put an arm around around Phoebe, and you just hear a, it's all right, cousin. My mother, you know how she can be. Phoebe sniffles a little, uh, but very quickly returns to kind of a super straight posture when Duchess Thornbell turns her gaze on Phoebe again. And now, 
I believe now would be a time for you to acquaint yourself with the grounds. Any of the staff here would be delighted to help you find your way around. If you require my presence, I will be in my study working on logistics for the ball. You need simply find my lady's maid, Perdita, and tell her that you require my presence and she will send for me immediately. And she kind of turns on her heel and walks out of the room. All right, you two, uh, Duchess Thornbell says to her child and niece, you two may do whatever you like. I'm going to get some rest. And she just kind of turns and leaves. And if anybody care, if anybody is looking at Rowan, they just breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> I think that I went to the same boarding school as Phoebe. I think we are the same age. And I'm going to run up to her and do the pleasantries of Phoebe and <gasps> take her hand and like pull her away. <laughs> Rosalie! Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to get better at being more ladylike. Boarding school doesn't <laughs> teach me too much. <laughs> oh, ignore it all around me. I've never been good at all that. I just want to say, I'm so sorry about your father. You mean my uncle. Your uncle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> about your uncle. Um, no, our that's... whole family gives our condolences. Thank you so much. Although I, I worry that you should be saying that to, to Rowan and not to me. It's been rather hard for them. No, no, what my aunt just did in front of everybody. <laughs> of course. Um, why don't? Could you tell them for me? I, they make me a bit <laughs> nervous. Um, of course I will. But Rowan's really very nice. <laughs> really very nice. I'm very happy that I'm here with them. <laughs> I do have news. What news? I'm in love with both of the twins. Oh no! Twins <laughs> <laughs> children. Both of them, and what? I want to. I want to use my move. It's true love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, which of them is your true love, or both? I'll say. Uh, I guess I'll. I'll say Alexander because he smiled at me. He smiled only okay. at me, as I know. <laughs> I, so directly at me. So. So are you going to try and marry Lord Alexander? I mean, he smiled at me, so it's almost a sure done deal, but we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> of course, of course. So I'm a terrible player, and I didn't realize that my move is blackmail, and it's whenever I roll a 10 plus, I know where you stand. I get to know the character's secret. Oh shit! Oh, <coughs> okay. Did this still happen with Lady Thornbell? <laughs> with Duchess Duchess Thornbell? Yes. I think this, as as Phoebe and Where's Rosalina it? are uh, haughtily talking in the corner, uh, Baxter is sort of ruminating on what he knows about Lady Thornbell, Duchess Thornbell. Oh, I guess okay. Yeah, sorry. I guess I was I was doing a scene. Um, <laughs> Baxter was ruminating by himself. Uh, and he glances over to Henri and sort of motions ever so slightly towards him, but then feigns interest and walks the other way. 
uh, following after Lady Wintrose. All right, as you do this, uh, Henri, yeah. at this point, Ro- at this point, uh, Rowan Thornbell comes to speak with you. Uh, Henri will bow before them, and upon coming up, will remark, ah, finally, someone of my rank and station, as he's kind of denoting both of them are Duke Laureates, and both of them go by they, them. Nice. Uh, yes, it's quite refreshing to see someone walking the same path of life that I do. I do apologize for my mother. She can be very blunt about her wants. It's helped her socially after my father died, but it's been an absolute terror to my cousin Phoebe. (laughs) Yes, I do understand. If you've gotten any bluntness, it must have been from the French itself. We are a very straightforward country. Unfortunately, I haven't been there as many times as I would like. I went to Paris when I was a child. My father took me on a boat to show me a business venture. Paris is fine and all, but you should always check out the oldest city in all of France, Marseille. Fascinating. I'm sure over the next two weeks I can ask you all about it. Henri just nods instead of giving like a full-worded response. Uh, a little bit of aloof and looking around the room to see if you can find where where Baxter went. Uh, you did see Baxter leaving behind uh, Lady Wintrose, and Rowan gives a nod to you, and he gives a nod to Nanette, who you now realize has just kind of been digging her gloved nails into your bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe Henri is so used to this feeling that that bicep has gone numb. Ah, <laughs> uh, forgive me, how how could I ever forget uh, Honorable Thornbell, to Gloria Thornbell, uh, this is Nanette. A pleasure to meet you, Nanette. And an absolute pleasure to meet you. Duke Laureate Thornbell. Henri's pinching the bridge of his nose while looking down. You, you, you see that this is also awkward for Rowan, <laughs> and they just kind of give a polite, courteous nod. Ah, uh, now if you'll excuse me, I am quite tired from my journey and would like some rest. Of course, a respite is always needed. Thank you very much, Duke Laureate. Phoebe, will you will you be all right? I'm going to go rest. Phoebe, still talking to Rosalina, just enthusiastically nods. And Henri would like to quickly turn to Nanette before the scene shifts over and just kind of mutter to her, If this is what you want, you will have to try harder. <laughs> well, you're not, well, you're not giving me exactly the help I need. He'll then glance off and look aloof again. Uh, Nanette rolls her eyes and follows you out of the room. And at this point, you notice uh, Sebastian and Ivy are already just gone. You have no idea where Sebastian is, but you do hear a pianoforte coming from a room not too far away.
Baxter, where are you following Lady Wintrose to? Where was Lady Wintrose going? <laughs> she was. She said she was going to her study. Oh, okay. Then, then I am following her to her study. <laughs> um, I think Baxter's going to. Uh, uh, do you like? Uh, <laughs> I imagine Lady Wintrose is already in her study or just just getting in. Uh, she's already in her study, and she closes the door very closely behind her, and kind of, from a ways off, you just hear a, uh, sir, 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 um, do you need to speak to Lady Wintrose? Uh, you see that the voice belongs to a sort of, uh, larger auburn-haired, auburn-haired woman. You see that her eyes are actually violet. She's got that fucking Gius bloodline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but you hear from her voice, she's American. Oh. Ah, Gross. fuck. Disgusting. Fuck that. <laughs> Gross. Kill Baxter's it. going to throw up. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, your voice is just so annoying. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, no. Uh, Baxter will, uh, turn to, turn to her with his eyes, with his brows sort of furrowed as in like a People don't usually talk to me this way. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm very, very, very sorry, sir. Um, if you would like to speak to Lady Wintrose, you'll have to talk to me. I am her lady's maid. <laughs> well, doesn't my that name seem is Perdita. Doesn't that seem a bit? I don't know. Needlessly confusing. <laughs> Lady Wintrose has ordered me to take any. Messages or questions that you may have for her. I guess I want to win someone over. Can I do that? <laughs> yes, roll plus charm. And what are you asking Perdita to do? I want her to leave me alone so I can talk to Lady Wintrose in private. Um, but I sort of want to appeal to... I want to, I want to charm her. <laughs> Alright. If I can. Charm right, her so enough to make her charm. leave you alone. <laughs> Oh, he's so Fuck. <laughs> No. I got a four. <laughs> take, take EXP. Perdita looks at the door, looks at you, back at the door. Well, yeah, I, I think am... Baxter's gonna do sort of like a, you must be very good at your job, but seriously, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Just let me talk to her in private. We're old acquaintances, you see. I, I very much appreciate you complimenting my job performance, but... Lady Wintrose is very, very busy, and if you have anything to say to Lady Wintrose, you can say it to me. Baxter will sort of take a step back away <laughs> in, de- in defeat, and, and raise his hands in defeat as well. Well, then you may ask Lady Wintrose from me, what is the purpose of her ball this year? The real purpose. <laughs> I can actually answer that question for you. The purpose of the autumnal ball is to gather every is to gather the nobility and anyone who Lady Wintrose seems to wish to invite in order that they may meet and get to know each other. Uh, and at this point her voice kind of drops to like sort of a little conspiratorial tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say, but you, you did not hear this from me, that Lady Wintrose is known to be a bit of a matchmaker. My dear, I am well aware. (laughs) 
And as I said, the real purpose. You'll ask her, won't you? Um, yes, sir. Uh, I am very sorry to tell you information you might have already known. Uh, you see now, as she's kind of growing more nervous, uh, you see that she's kind of like playing with a loose strand of hair that came out of her braided bun. <laughs> it's quite all right. Perdita, was it? People tell me things I've already heard all the time. <laughs> uh, yes. Perdita Hale, you may call me. Perdita or Miss Hale or whatever works for you, sir. When I hail you, you'll come running. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless I am busy working on any sort of task or favor for Lady Wintrose. It was a joke, Perdita. You must lighten up and Maxwell will turn and go to go downstairs. And you go downstairs. Uh, are you going to your room or are you continuing to explore the grounds? I guess I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try to find someone who will tell me where my room is. <laughs> <laughs> and also to tell Bartholomew not to wait for me. <laughs> I guess I'm staying. I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, you know that from the invitation you received that you will be staying in one of the two guest houses, uh, particularly Sycamore House, which on its own would look like the main house of any other estate. <laughs> but this is just a guest house to Lady Wintrow's. I guess Max is just going to wander and note things as he is wont to do. Is there like All an right. investigation? <laughs> uh, yes, there is. Um, roll to study a situation. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I has one. I got a 10. A 10. You may ask two of the following questions. What is happening here? What can be used for my benefit? What is the history of the place? What is being hidden from me, and how could this situation turn out? I guess uh, first one would be, what is the history of this place? The Gardens of Glass have been in the Wintrose family for the last few generations. A lot of big renovations, such as the greenhouse, were added within the last 30 years by the current Lord Wintrose, whom you have not yet seen. I imagine that Baxter's thinking on these things as he's staring out a window down at the gardens. Uh, yes, and and from this, you would also know the history, a little bit of the history of the Wintroses. They are one of the wealthiest families currently in this part of the country. Almost everyone knows who they are, and further along the way, about five, about five or so miles out is just sort of a little tiny town called Underwood that usually supplies a lot of things to the Wintrose estate, and they in turn provide a lot of the townspeople with employment. Um, and then I want to, second question I want to ask, uh, what can be used for my benefit? You know that the autumnal ball, and from just the stories you've heard and what uh, Perdita has told you, is usually a place to try and set up some very high-profile and profitable matches. Uh, so it may be considered a good idea to get on everyone's good side to at least make sure that you can come out of this with friends, as the ball also serves as a networking event event for those who do not have marriage on their minds. Gotcha. Pax is staring at his reflection in the mirror now. He's looking down at the gardens, and it's, it's the, the perspective shifts to his reflection. And he stares at himself and looks away in disgust. All right. And we are going to check in with Rosalina. 
Are you still chatting with Phoebe in the parlor? Yes, I am chatting with Phoebe still. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about. Oh, of course we do. Oh, do you hear that? The pianoforte? Lady Ivy is so talented. (laughs) Is that Lady Ivy? Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I run over. I mean, um, as fast as... um, (laughs) Is proper. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The two of you just kind of like run your way through the halls and you find yourself in another room on the ground floor that is that just has a ton of musical instruments in it and you see lady ivy just playing the pianoforte it's a rather gloomy song she's playing but she appears to be just very very deep into the music music she does not notice either of you come in wow okay um I'll observe, and then I'll whisper to Phoebe. My goodness. They say she's a musical prodigy. Do you play any in- instruments, Phoebe? Oh, of, of, of course not. I'm not very good at that sort of thing. I I like to, to write, but my aunt says that it is a frivolous pursuit. Oh, really? Mother always told me it was quite useful. I was terrible at it, though. I, I, I can't do it. My fingers have no dexterity. But uh, I was trying. I'll, I'll watch uh, Ivy play. Uh, Ivy continues to play. After a while, uh, she stops and looks up at the two of you. Oh! Uh, sorry, ignore us. No, no, no. Uh, Lady Phoebe. Uh, Princess Rosalina. Uh, may I help either of you? No, just... Uh... Just exploring. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, very well. Uh, do be careful. A lot, well, all of my instruments. Uh, I'm sure that my brothers would also be somewhere to give you a tour of the house. And she goes back to playing another song. This one, a little lighter, but still... Just as melodic as the one before. Of course. So, um, as the as that next song is, is ending, I'll leave and take Phoebe with me out to the door and close the door behind me as I say, Phoebe, I'm in love. Phoebe, with, I'm with, going to marry Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Ivy, I, I mean, she's very beautiful and very, very talented, but... She's also rather standoffish, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a commentary. Well, it's uh, it's certainly her choice whether she wants to stand off or on me. Rosalina! <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. All right, and I'll run, move down the Let's hall. Give Marcus plus one wit. If this were D&D, I'd give you inspiration. But it's not. (laughs) I'd like to use my move. It's true love. And my true love is Ivy Wintros. Okay. Yeah, it's just that I get to protect them. And if I do well, I get extra experience for doing it. Uh, Yes. uh, As long as as your infatuation with them lasts, you may gain EXP when you roll plus 10 on rolls to protect an ally. Excellent. I feel like you're going to be very finicky. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would you say that? Max is going to say that to you the minute he's. <laughs> That's why we're here, cousin. Oh, oh, 
Rosalina, have you seen the gardens? I have to show you the greenhouse. Uh, Phoebe, <laughs> you see Phoebe is like bouncing on the balls of her feet. <laughs> and I think like for the first time, my hand is grabbed and I'm like pulled out of the room, which I'm used to doing that to people. But Yeah, no, she the, grabs I, her yes, hand and, I, and pulls you out. I've heard they're made of um, <laughs> unique materials, um, translucent <laughs> ones. Yes, yes, yes. It's made entirely out of glass. Just all stained glass. So many different colors. Uh, yeah, awesome. I don't think that I can picture it. So is she saying like the plants are or? Uh, the, the greenhouse itself. Uh, the greenhouse uh, itself was the huge glass building in the middle of the estate. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't think Rosalie understands what <laughs> she's saying. And then once I'm brought all the way over there, it's just like standing in awe of the stained glass. Uh, you see before you the greenhouse of the Gardens of Glass, the reason why the estate has taken on the title of the Gardens of Glass. Um, it is a very kind of large, tall greenhouse that comes sort of into a dome at the top before coming down into more sort of a general sort of like square-shaped greenhouse. Um, you do see that the entire thing is made of stained glass. And uh, Phoebe opens the door for you and the two of you walk inside and you see all sorts of plants from all over the known world. Phoebe, it's come to my attention that Everly Hall is exceedingly boring. We don't have any beautiful art such as this. We don't have plants. We don't have anyone who can play music. We only have ugly Greek nudes. <laughs> Did you know that the ball is going to be held here? <laughs> yes, I assumed. As you two begin to walk around the greenhouse, you actually hear sort of a small giggling in the greenhouse. And uh, Rosalina, <laughs> you you feel a small kind of thud against your legs. You just hear a, oh! And you look down and see a four-year-old girl <laughs> trying to stand up and brush herself off. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, miss. I... I didn't think anyone was here, and my papa says that I can run around by myself when no one is here. I'm, I'm very sorry. That's, that's all right. What, what, what's your name? Annabelle. This is. Do I know who this is? You, you don't. You don't. This, and you know this sounds judgmental in your mind, uh, but this girl looks very common. <laughs> okay. Well, as I know, uh, she. she she has just a very simple brown dress, and uh, she has um, light. Her light brown hair just kind of falls in like two pigtail, two braided pigtails. <laughs> okay, um, I guess I'll see if she wants to be picked up. I mean, I know she's four, but she shakes her head and she goes, "No, no, no, ma'am. My papa says I'm not supposed to talk to guests of the house." Well, I'm sure your papa is quite intelligent. Mm-hmm. He takes care of all the plants. <laughs> and oh. she kind of spins around with her arms out. <laughs> that would be a hard fucking job, being the gardener at these estates. Yeah, do I see it? Oh my the, god, all the other... goddamn plants that have to be perfect. They don't know anything about plants. They're just like, why is this plant dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do I see any other adults? You you do. You do see that um, over by some very nice-looking purple orchids, you see kind of a rather uh, tall, tall, very toned man kind of, like, bend up. Uh, he's in his late 20s, early 30s, and he just looks around. Annabelle, where are you, girl? <laughs> and the girl is her hand. I'm over here, Papa! 
you see him stand up uh, and kind of make his way over, uh, and he takes the girl's hand. Oh, uh, very, very sorry, Lady Phoebe. Uh, very sorry. Uh, very sorry to you too as well, ma'am. Annabelle, I, I told you not to talk to guests. <laughs> oh no, it's her garden. I'm the intruder here. It's 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 Lady Wintrose's garden. My name is Mr. James Benson. I'm the gardener here. This, I see you've met my daughter, Annabelle. Yes, she's uh, a lot smarter than I was when I was her age. Thank you very much for that, ma'am. Uh, now, if you'll excuse us, we'll be on our way to take care of some of the other plant life around. If you need entrance into the greenhouse at any time after hours, uh, you can find my house uh, right on the outside of the estate. Ooh. Uh, of course, if we if we have anything to ask of, we'll um, we'll find you post haste, and I'll um, pull uh, Phoebe away as I say, Phoebe. I may be in love again. <laughs> God damn it, Rosalina! <laughs> but but Rosalina, uh, she waits till out of your shot. He's just the gardener. Wow, Phoebe. Wow. <laughs> Phoebe, I'm He's sure he has... Gardener, you're a princess! And what a title of a book that would be. The Gardener and the Princess. <laughs> and the princess. And he has a child! Lots of people have children, Phoebe. Which <laughs> <laughs> means he knows how to fuck. <laughs> now stop talking about gardens before I make an extremely vulgar comment. Now let's go. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Henri... <laughs> Mm-hmm. How how have you been faring as these events have transpired? Henri's been looking around, trying to find Perdita, mostly so he can find out where uh, both Henri and Nanette will be staying, mostly because he just wants, or they just want to drop off Nanette somewhere. <laughs> okay, um, you are able to Can find- this? <laughs> you are able to find uh, Perdita very easily. She's just kind of been- Standing guard by the closed door of Lady Wintrose's study. <laughs> um, uh, do you need to speak to Lady Wintrose? No, I believe she had referred us to you. You are Miss Hale, correct? Uh, yes, uh, Perdita Hale. I am uh, Lady Wintrose's lady's maid. I also act as an assistant of sorts. Uh, you are... You are Duke Laurier de, de Marseille. And who is your companion? Henri will stare at her for a little bit and then get a little light bulb. Oh, um, this is, uh, Ninette. <laughs> Jesus. Pleasure's all mine. Who the fuck and is I think while, while they're introducing um, themselves, Henri will get a look around the window and then he'll see Baxter in the garden. Ooh. And then, like, for a quick moment, they catch eyes. I'm, I'm outside in the garden, is it? Yeah, okay. if that's fine with you. Yes. <laughs> I just know we're upstairs, so I need to be able to see you somehow. Yes. <laughs> and then, as the, the, the gals are done meeting, Henri will take a long look at Perdita. If you wouldn't mind. Um, taking Nanette or having truly anyone besides myself uh, 
help Nanette get to wherever we will be staying the night. That would be a great honor to me. Uh, of course. Uh, I was told by Lady Wintrose that you would be staying at Pine House, uh, but we did not know that you would be bringing a companion, but we do have an extra room in Sycamore House for her. Oh, awkward. I, uh, I would not refer to her as a companion of sorts. She is my uh, patroness, a, a bookkeeper, if you will. Ah, noted. My, my apologies, ma'am. There's nothing to forgive, love. <laughs> um, can I answer any other questions that the two of you may have? No, that will be all. Thank you so much for your help, Miss Hale. Oh, Pleasure is all mine. Pleasure, pleasure is all mine, Duglory. And Henri will extend his hand towards Perdita. She will uh, very, very timidly take your hand. She is not used to having Duglorius extend their hands to her. <laughs> and then as soon as they touch, Henri will immediately like retract his hand back out and make a quick exit towards Baxter in the garden. Uh, would you like to use your but not handsome enough to tempt me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, yeah, just let me know if anyone has romantic intentions towards me, because that is my passive. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that easy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, you cannot tell if Perdita has romantic intentions towards you. You could tell from that interaction that she was very charmed by you. <laughs> but from just everything you have seen and heard, she does seem also very dedicated to her job. Yeah, yeah, that's that's enough. Good start for episode one. I'll take that. Perfect. As you and Nanette sort of make your way out through the hall, uh, Nanette looks at you. So why are you trying to get me pawned off on another house? I simply just need a moment to myself if any of this is going to work. I need... I need the time to breathe. It's not, as you could tell in that last interaction, people think we are together. (laughs) (laughs) If you want what you want, and I want what I want, I will need just the the beat beat of air between us. I hear ya. And it'll give me a chance to scope out the terrain as it were. Find out if there's anyone who catches my fancy before anybody catches yours. Of course, of course. We both know whose needs need to be met first here. Oh, I'm glad we're, on the, glad we're on the same page. I live to serve, and he'll give a very sarcastic bow to Nanette. And she will give a very sarcastic bow back. Cute. You could see, Nanette, you could see. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. (laughs) I think they're gonna make it. You know, you're awfully handsome when when you're frustrated. As I've been told, and Henri will just heel turn and walk away. (laughs) And and Nanette will do the same. (laughs) Can I bump into Baxter? Yes. (laughs) As I turn around and walk up. Yes, no, you turn around and your face just gets a full, like... Assault of cloak fabric. Baxter <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like like freaks out. He like pushes him away. Like, mm. <laughs> oh cool. Sorry, sorry. There's no need to worry anymore. 
Ah, uh, Captain Centirius, we are no longer on the battlefield. Jaxer just sort of stares at Henri for like a long, like an uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, moment. Oh, it's <laughs> a long, quiet pause <laughs> as we stare eye to eye. Sorry, I don't know if I thought I'd ever see you again. I'm quite honest. I would return that sentiment. I feel like as the days dragged on, I saw less and less of you. Yes. I can't tell now if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Well, in war, some choices are not made for. Uh, some choices are made for you. He touches his eye, gestures to it. <laughs> yes, it's best not if we take anything too personally. As Henri will touch his eye patch. <laughs> I think Max just sort of like smiles a little bit and says, So is this where we swap old war stories until dawn? Drink whiskey, smoke too many cigars, chatter away about the good old days. Is that what life has become for the both of us? Don't you for a second. Try to pretend like those were the good old days. It was hell for me. A hell I find myself inescapable. I'm right with you, chap. Right with you. Uh, at this point, the two of you see um, a very frustrated looking Lord Sebastian. Uh, he quickly bows to both of you. Uh, Prince Baxter. Uh, Deployed to my side. Have any of you seen a sort of well-built man, uh, army uniform, uh, darker skin, tanned hair, uh, goes by the name of Colonel Henry Ashford? Ashford? Don't tell me he's coming. He was supposed... <laughs> Henri and I were just talking about war stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's not added another to the mix. He never fought, but he also has a habit of not showing up to important events. Damn him. <laughs> That's very candid, Sebastian. <laughs> Perhaps a little more candid than you would like. And Max will give him, like, a wink. <laughs> he just gives you, like, this look. <laughs> like, you you don't know if he's just going to, like, brush past you or punch you in the face. Baxter will sort of look back at him with, like, a raised eyebrow and say, No, I haven't seen him. <laughs> Is that what you want? Yes, that's, thank you for getting to the point. And uh, he was supposed to have arrived today. The footman told me that he did and went directly to his room. Henri, have you seen Sebastian's man? <clears throat> I have not. I've been perusing around this beautiful place for quite some time and I've run into very few people, actually. Ah, very well, but the honest answer is much appreciated. Uh, if you will excuse me. Uh, he very quickly just kind of brushes past you, and you just kind of hear him muttering under his breath. I see that life has treated you well, all things considered, Henri. It is good to see you. In some accounts it has. And enchanté to meeting you once again, Baxter. Baxter will tip his head as a form of bow. <laughs> <laughs> and as that happens, uh, time passes, and Henri, 
you are beginning to settle in at uh, Pine House, which is where you were told that you would be staying, along with one other person whose name you did not catch. As you sort of enter the house, you see someone who's just kind of been lounging in one of the... on, on on a chaise in the grand hall. He just kind of like very quickly straightens himself up. You see exactly as Lord Sebastian had described to you. Sort of like a sort of like darker tanned skin, um, dark hair pulled up into a messy top knot and a, and he's very quickly trying to straighten up a military uniform. Oh, uh, you're not Bastion. Quite right, as Henri's looking around the room, never catching Henry in the eye. But I do believe that they were looking for you. I didn't want to be a part of the part of the dog and pony show. Come on there. Oh, oh, oh! I'm I'm terribly sorry. You are you're you're the Frenchman. Deplorious, uh, proper proper terms and all that. Uh, dreadfully sorry. Uh, Colonel Henry Ashford holds out his hand. <laughs> or, or or should I bow? I'm I'm going to bow. And he, <laughs> he bows, but his hand is still extended. Yeah, as Henri finally does look at him and begins staring him down upon the extension of the hand. Uh, he takes the hand back up. Sorry. I'm not used to all this fancy stuff. I'd honestly rather just be with my regiment. You do get used to the the chaos and pleasantries on the, the battlefield. Oh, you fight in the war? <laughs> the eye-patched and scarred Henri will look back. We. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was, that was terribly stupid of me. I, I never got the chance to fight. Still, oh just... my god, this guy sucks. <laughs> I never got the chance to fight. I was just being trained at the time, but I wanted to serve my king and all that. I've made things terrible. We. Oui. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I really am. I really am sorry. Uh, Deglorit. He nods and books it out of the room. Henri will just sneer. And the last thing we are going to to do is very early the next morning. A footnote comes to the doors of Sycamore House, where Baxter and Rosalina are staying, along with the Thornbells. And Pine House, where Henri and Henry are staying, <laughs> with an invitation from Lord Alexander. He is in the process of planning a hunt <laughs> in two days' time. Lord Alexander, who's that? Uh, he is. Winter, he okay. is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is the youngest of the Wintroses. He and he is Ivy's twin brother. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, the twin. He would like to know who all would be interested in joining him on this occasion. I'll join him. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'll join him. Have you ever been hunting, Rosalina? <laughs> Baxter will say to her. Of a sort. Perhaps yeah, this is all guide. happening right after breakfast. <laughs> Perhaps you'll need a guide. 
And, and he'll and I'll, I'll look to uh, Alexander and say, You can count me in for that at least. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I have some use in left in me after all. As much as you deny it, I can always count on you, cousin. We'll both be in attendance. Phoebe just kind of looks down at her shoes. Um, no thank you. Uh, but I'll go. Could be quite fun, uh, Rowan says. <laughs> uh, Duchess Thornbell just gives another one of those withering looks to show she declines. Uh, Alexander, Lord Alexander smiles very brightly and big at all of you. Ah, excellent! I will go check with everyone at the other house. Again, apologies for interrupting your breakfast. (laughs) As the door quickly, as Lord Alexander quickly leaves and begins the ordeal again at Pine House. And I feel like you come upon the diatribe that has already happened once before, where Colonel Henry remarks that we both have the same name, but they're just... (laughs) pronounced differently (laughs) yes yes uh henry finds henry finds this coincidence delightful wait wait isn't it très magnifique you've brought this up once before my friend i have Uh, again sorry it's just very strange to be in the company of someone who actually got to fight such as yourself it's an it's an honor uh, nerve-wracking, but an honor. There's like a, a trace of a smile on Henri's face. No response, but... And at this point, uh, the door opens and uh, Lord Alexander walks in and invites you all to the hunt. What did uh, Nanette say in response? Um, uh, she said she would not be joining. She said that hunting was not something for someone with a delicate constitution. Then I will definitely be hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, uh, Colonel Ashford. Of course, of course, of course, yes. Hunting! I think we could cut back to the the breakfast scene or whatever <laughs> in the Sycamore house. And uh, everybody's like, as the servants are like clearing the table, um, Baxter will look over at Rosalina, sort of like widen his eyes, and she smiles and starts walking away. He goes, Psst! <laughs> Yes, cousin, what is it? <laughs> and he'll call her over. Um, and he sort of like stares at her for a moment, which is unnerving. <laughs> as he formulates his thoughts. <laughs> We're fond of each other, aren't we? Well enough. A few years ago I wouldn't have said this, but you're probably my favorite relative. That means the world to me, it really does, Rosalina. More so that I must ask something of you now. I hope you will oblige me. I guess I'm at a roll for, like, win someone over. Alright. Can I do that to see if it... Should I ask first and then roll? Say what you would like Rosalina to do for you and then roll. This is uh, somewhat of a delicate matter, but I know that I can trust you. Because you are a headstrong girl, well beyond above your years, and you are of... We are of the same blood, so... What more... Who, who else could I trust in the world, other than you? Um, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, I think I'll sit really straight like I'm <laughs> supposed to as a princess, even though I usually wouldn't around my cousin, but I don't know where he's going with this. <laughs> I need you to get to know Henri, the gentleman who 
arrived with it. Yes. Uh, lawyer to Messiah. Yes, of course. Yes. Would would you do that for me? Would you get to know him? We, I've, I've met them. We, um, we worked together a few years ago on, on some lessons that I had. Yes, um, we fought together in the war. I haven't seen him since then. And it would just benefit the both of us if you would do this simple task for me. You love meeting new people, don't you? Of course. Of course. Um. <laughs> and now I will have you roll, uh, Nick. <laughs> Yeah! I got a 10. All right. On another player, if they decide to accept your request, okay, they, gain the EXP, yeah. they gain EXP, and you both take plus one forward. If they refuse, oh, nothing yeah. happens. You can still, oh, yeah, you can still refuse. So if mm-hmm. I say yes, I get experience and you, plus Yes, one. you get EXP, and both you and Nick will take plus one forward on your next well, roll. I say, cousin, of course I'll help. I I did have something to ask you, though, as well. Anything, name it. You know the acquaintance of Colonel Ashford? I know of the man, yes. Do you think that he'll be at the hunt today? Rosalina, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you see him, bring him to my attention, and I should like to have a small talk with him. After roll. I speak to Duke Laureate as well. You better roll. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have to roll as well? <laughs> but you gave plus one forward. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't want to use it yet. I want to use it the... Okay, I'll use it. Actually, I probably... Uh, but you, you don't have to use it right now. Uh, I do believe that uh, with your playbook, uh, your passive would also give Nick another plus yeah, one forward. It's like, I can use plus one forwards and give it to my best friend. So I think I'll use that at the beginning of next session. I got a uh, seven. <laughs> On a seven, seven to nine to win someone over. On another player, if they accept, they gain EXP. If they refuse, nothing happens. So I just gain EXP. That's fine. I'll do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you something. So yes, we uh, can't have an agreement between cousins. It'd be funny. I was just like, no. <laughs> and then walked away. Uh, no. Uh, um, yes, I suppose I can make the acquaintance of the droll Colonel Ashford. But, Rosalina, I trust you understand that we must keep this between the family, yes? Of course. Swear to me. <laughs> I do so swear. Thank you. And he'll, like, raise her hand and kiss it. <laughs> and on that, that is where we are going to end session for tonight thank you so much variables for joining us for the first episode of gardens of glass all right have a good night variables and get some sleep wow this is this is pretty dramatic All right, give me just a minute because I'm going to private message you something. Oh, shit.
And for variables at home, I will text you all the information that Sarah's texting. Nick. <laughs> so much, so much typing happening. Variables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. This, this secret is fat. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I can just tell. So there, there you are, Baxter. <laughs> Don't look, Marcus. <gasps> so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.